reading from Philippians verse 17 of the third chapter and verse 1 of the fourth chapter. Pressing toward the goal. Brothers and sisters, join in imitating me and observe those who live according to the example you have in us. For many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. I have often told you of them, and now I tell you even with tears. Their end is destruction, their God is the belly, and their glory is in their shame. Their minds are set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and it is from there that we are expecting a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humiliation that it may be conformed to the body of his glory by the power that also enables him to make all things subject to himself. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. Word of Christ for the people of Christ. Thanks be to God. Is your head spinning yet? I mean, just look at the titles of the music for today. You get Love Unknown. Uh, sounds kind of desperate, doesn't it? Love Unknown? I want to know love. When is it going to be my turn, Phil? I love Sissy. I'm there already. I'm just using this as an example. Then we have a rousing, you know, lead on, O King Eternal, the Christian marching song. And then immortal, invisible, God only wise. And then wonderful light, and it's, man, if you weren't stomping your foot, we need to check your pulse. And from that rousing song, we go to, O sacred head now wounded. Is your head spinning yet? You have the United Methodist Music and Worship I didn't remember you being invited to preach. <laughs> but that is the nature of Lent. There is this somber, sad side where we admit our sins where we confess that we've missed the mark, where we say, Jesus, I'm not there yet. Not 100% of my life is lived for you. But then there's this joyous side, that foot-stomping side, that says, our sins are forgiven because of what Jesus did is such tremendous love, sacrificial love for us. God be with us in this message. Be with us in the forgiveness of our sins. Be with us as we praise your name. For it's in that name we ask and seek to live our lives.
Amen. The more I see of them, the more I have come to love the people of Ukraine. The way they love the tree, the way they love and care for each other. You have seen all the images just like I have. And the way they just persevere in some of the most severe circumstances anyone could face. In, in a very real way, it has hit me that in a very real way, the Ukrainian people have helped us to find our heart again. You know, this week the, the news reported on a group of middle school children who held a 10-day fundraiser for the people of Ukraine called Buckets for Ukraine. Friends and strangers alike showed up to the basketball court to shoot hoops and earn the money pledged to the cause. They helped us find our hearts again. As difficult and even as tragic as COVID has been, here is another challenge that has helped us find our hearts again. I am not so sure that we didn't take a whole lot of people for granted before COVID who have been serving our community so faithfully. What did we see? People building desks and donating them to families who are now raising their children at home because of a disease, a virus. Volunteers delivering donated food to people at home, giving more time to each other than ever before. TV commercials reminding us how important it is to start the conversation and ask, how are you doing? I have witnessed so many creative ways to care, many of them coming from middle school aged children. I'm liking that part of our generations more and more as I get to know them and see and hear from them. So if you teach middle school or know a middle school aged child, keep at it. Remember Paul's call to us through the Christians at Philippi. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters. They are out there, and they are certainly watching and listening. Set them an example worthy of following, because many of them are surely setting examples worthy of us following.
they saw something that made them weep. They saw something that disturbed them. And then they got to work and did something about We are barely into the season of Lent. Lent is that time of the year. Yes, we all got up earlier. We're all a little sleepier than normal. But let that be a lesson, a reminder of what Lent really is. Lent is the time when darkness of winter gives way. Day by day. Slowly, ever so slowly it seems. To the light of spring. A time moving from darkness to light. That's our journey from darkness to light during these days of Lent. It can be a difficult journey, maybe even should be a difficult journey. And I'll tell you why. Or you can tell yourself why. How many of us can say with the Apostle Paul, be like me. Follow my example. But like a champion cheerleader, Paul shouts loud enough for us to hear him 2,000 years later. Keep your focus on Jesus. Stay the course. Stand firm in the Lord. It's like a streetwise newsboy said when he heard the gospel for the very first time. God loves to forgive sins. I love to commit them. Isn't the world perfectly arranged? Lent is our time to weep over our sins. To hear hymns like, O sacred head, now wounded. We, we need to acknowledge the sacrifice. That incredible sacrifice of our Lord. But it's also a special time to let God work in our lives. When we live as enemies of the cross, Lent is the time when... Wait. Hold on a minute. I admit I am a sinner. That's what we do during Lent. Us Christians, we admit it. I'm a sinner. There, I've said it. But enemies of the cross, never. Really? When we judge others, rather than invite them and receive them, 
Have we not become enemies of the cross? When we return hatred for hatred and anger with anger, isn't that what an enemy of the cross would do? Refusing to turn the other cheek, gossiping, spreading rumors, true or not, and damaging either way, bragging, denying someone forgiveness. Aren't these the actions of an enemy of the cross? Lent is the time, our time, to weep. And then let God do something in us, not to wallow in our sins, but to move through them. 20th century American poet Paul Eldridge wrote, Praises for past triumphs are as feathers to a dead bird. Praises for our past triumphs are as feathers to a dead bird. Some people live in the past because that is where their triumphs are. That is where their greatest successes remain. But more people, I think, are burdened and bogged down by their pasts because that is where their failures are. You remember those headings I was talking about? Is it under any wonder then that these verses follow a different section? One where Paul says, forgetting what is behind. Forgetting what is behind. The past. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. Forgetting past triumphs because they make us sit on our laurels. They make us just sit down. Forgetting past failures and sin because they cripple us. Oh, to be unchained from our past failures. Oh, to be unshackled from our sins. I thank God for the season of Lent. Lent is the time when we can shout with that newsboy, God loves to forgive sins. I love to commit them. Isn't the world perfectly arranged? And don't forget, it's Paul who writes these words. 
Paul, who used to be called Paul, whose enthusiastic persecutions destroyed Christian families. Talk about a past to overcome. Talk about a past that needs healing and redeeming. Paul even made a most embarrassing confession. I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. How embarrassing. But if that sounds like something you can relate to, I have just one thing to say to you. God loves to forgive sins. We love to commit them. Isn't the world perfectly arranged? Amen.